Welcome to Long Distance Listening, a music podcast. Hello and welcome to Long Distance Listening. I am Andrew. And I forgot the name I said at the last episode. <laughs> um, You said... Oh, man. Uh, Casey... Oh, no, I said, like, McChancey. Uh, I forget. Yeah, maybe. But my name, my real name's Nate. Well, welcome to the podcast, Nate. Thank you. We had cooler names last episode. Yeah. And then we got distracted and totally forgot what those cool names yeah, were. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, oh, Max but, Robert uh, Baby was the one. Yeah, that was my name. Mac, I'm Max Robert Baby. Yeah. And you're... You made something so cool up on the spot. Oh, I forget what it like was. The, this is like bad podcasting right now. Oh, but we're just like, wasting time. And even we're when we talk, actually it's a waste sit of time. here and talk until we figure it out. Let me go back into the recording. Yeah. Guess, listen to guesstimate it. Guesstimate where we said it and find <laughs> it. And then I'll come back and share it. I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. Um, Man, I wish I had cool, like, elevator weight music. We could just, like, You say that, but you could easily put that in post if you wanted to. I could put it in post, but I'm also lazy, so I'm not going to put it in post. And I'm not going to find it in because I'm lazy. Okay. Sounds good. Well, then should we just move forward with this episode? I mean, I got nothing better to do, yeah. All right. Sounds good. And we're back, and we're talking about Beach Fossil's latest album, Bunny. This is so fun. I don't know why I decided to do that. That's not super sarcastic. All right, I am actually really excited to talk about Bunny, the latest album by Beach Fossil's. Uh, hopefully you've listened to this album by now, because we have, and we're going to talk about it. So, Nate... Beach fossils. Um, are you a fan of finding fossils at the beach? First question. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like finding fossils at the beach. Uh, I, when I was younger, would try and find heart-shaped rocks on the beach for my wife. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah. She still has a couple on her dresser that I found her nice. well that over a so decade sweet. ago. Ooh. And... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like I like I like finding beach fossils. What about nice. you? Nice. I hate it actually. Mm. Uh, I am not. What don't an, you like about it? Uh, um, I haven't found a fossil. I've just found stones and stuff. I so. see. Maybe it's, it's just, maybe the beach I'm you go to sucks. Oh yeah, it's probably a you yeah. suck actually. Yeah, I think that's it. Um. Do you know that but, dinosaur but fossils yeah. were planted in the ground by God to test our faith? <laughs> I didn't, but you learn something new every day. Yeah. Also, this has definitely been the most unhinged beginning of a podcast. Yeah. You can you can tell that we are totally in, and I'm like trying to bring us back, but I have like no interest you know, in it's actually not coming back. sounding professional right now. Dinosaurs. So, <laughs> hey, have you watched any of the Jurassic movies? Because they keep coming back. That is true. Dude, I have, life finds a way. I have a, I have a Jurassic movie story, but I feel like now 
we're we're too off topic. We're, I feel like now's not. Yeah, the time. we're four minutes into the podcast, um, and we have said the title of the album and the name of the band. I feel like we should say a little bit more. So, uh, bringing us back on track, Nate, you texted me this album because you wanted to do it for the podcast, as per usual. This is not the very first Beach Fossils album. In fact. They have many albums. I believe this is like their fifth album. I could be wrong, give or take one or two or five. Um, but I believe it's it's later in their discography. Have you listened to older Beach Fossils? And if so, what was kind of your context in Finding Bunny, your thoughts going into it or any of that? Just tell us all of it. Sure. Yeah. So this is their fifth record. You are correct. Um, but for me, it's their second record. So I, because the other three are dead to you. Yeah. They're dead to me. Like the dinosaurs. Uh, dinosaurs were never alive in the first place, actually. If you were listening to what I I forgot about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Forgot about that. I just want people to know we are, well, I am joking. I do believe in dinosaurs with all my heart. Uh, What is Ken Ham going to think about you now, man? (sighs) He's going to hate you. I'm going to oh, go wait. up to Kenny and say, listen, Kenny, I got to tell you something. You don't know how to read the Bible, my G. <laughs> and, <laughs> Please call him my G. And then Kevin. I'm going to call him Kenny G. Because he's Perfect. Kenny, my G. Okay. Um, no notes. And then, yeah, we're going to play the sax. And it's going to be a lovely night. Um, yeah. I'll be careful not to drink too much, like <laughs> Noah. Um, Ooh. so anyway, a little deep biblical reference for you there. Speaking of ham, wasn't didn't ham? Yeah. Anyways, sorry. Wow, this is actually getting kind of weird. This is like, yeah. Um, was was ham the one that kind of found his father, or was it? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Anyways, been there. Um, mm-hmm. So this this record, Somersault, that came out back in 2017 by the band Beach Fossils. Yes. Wow. This is crazy. Nobody's going to listen to this. Um, no. No, we lost everyone. So let's, let's make a commitment to one another. Maybe even a covenant. Like a Noahic covenant to stay <laughs> on, on track here. I'm in. I'm okay. in. Okay. Uh, Following your lead. So... Very similar to like um, like real estate or other. No, I wouldn't call it surf rock, but I would call them like almost like indie beach music, sort of. Yeah. Um, where very like tight drumming, um, kind of bright guitars, very finely yeah. tuned, and um, mellow but melodic singing where yeah it's like almost like like very like lazy almost but still very melodically focused um so the band has some similarities to other uh bands like that and i think somersault Mm -hmm. for me it's like a decent record um that i still enjoy listening to but it wasn't from top to bottom something that I was fully stoked about. And so 
I was really looking forward to their their new record uh, whenever it would come out. And six years later, here we are. And this new record, it does have a little bit of that same sound uh, that Somersault had, but it's a lot more dream poppy, which is actually more my style. And so the first single was Don't Fade Away. And that like had me from the jump. Uh, where I was like, okay, this is like a lot of the stuff I like. Um, yes. The only, um, I think, I forget if, I think Dare Me was the next single, and then maybe Run to the Moon was after that. And Run to the Moon is definitely the most unique song on the record in terms of just like style. It's got this little bit of twang to it. Um but outside of that, they're all pretty straightforward indie dream pop rock songs. And uh, I would say nothing like this is the exact opposite of our last episode where we were talking about Hannah and how Hannah Jodagu, uh, her. La- her debut is like so experimental this is like so straightforward um and it's like you get what's put in front of you but yeah. i like what's put in front of me and so that's why i yep. wanted to do this record but yeah what was your yep. take on it well it uh okay i'll give my take and then an analogy that i i thought of um which is I love this right away. Like, I don't get why you wouldn't. Okay, I shouldn't say that. If you don't like this <laughs> style, you're not going to like this album, right? But as long as you like this style, this is the style done very well. Yeah. So you're going to like it. The reason I don't why I initially said I don't know why you wouldn't like it is one of the things you already mentioned. It's very consistent. There's not those crazy risks taken that you either love or you hate it type of moves. It's basically, if you like this style, you will like this album, um, which is amazing. Like, we have done quite a few podcast episodes on similar enough sounding bands to this album, right? Um, And I would say somewhat similar to what we were saying about Hannah's music um, on our last episode. If you haven't listened, check it out. Um, but similar to what we were saying with Hannah, like this is in our wheelhouse oh, yeah. of of music style that we love, and so just do it well, and we're gonna like it. And um, I, there's there's a reference I'm trying to make that I'm blanking on where it's from, and even the reference, so <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Um, but <laughs> but. More what I'm thinking is, have you ever been to a restaurant that has all the pieces? Like you look at the, you look at the pieces of a meal, and you're like, that's gonna be good, and then you get it, and it's not good. Maybe, um, maybe it's a burger, but it's dry, um, and nothing else is saving that, and you leave going like. Man, I liked every ingredient that was in that, and somehow it just wasn't good, right? Mm. And then you can sometimes have 
those weird ingredients that work or don't, right? So if you think of albums as just a bunch of ingredients and Hannah's album maybe being more of that, like, oh, I didn't know that the arugula in this would really work or what have you. Um, this album feels like a really good burger that it's like they're not throwing in weird flavors. They're not going with the with the weird jam uh, on a on a burger. They're not doing like a peanut butter and jelly burger, like something weird. It's it's ketchup, it's mustard, it's mayo, it's it's whatever you think of a standard burger having, but it's really good. It's high quality beef. It's whatever. I don't know. I'm getting lost in the analogy a little bit, but like all the pieces are there that make sense. And the overall product is really good. And so if you like burgers, you're going to like this burger. If you like this style, you're going to like this style, um, which is, I don't know. It's the, the analogy that came to mind first. Maybe I'm hungry. Who knows? Um, but yeah, yeah that's kind of my thoughts with this album. <laughs> I do. Um, this is also, uh, we were just saying before we recorded, this is one of those albums that's hard for me to pick a favorite song because of how consistent it is just straight through that. Like there's not like for me, there's not a song that's blowing my mind. Like, Oh my gosh, I need to pick this as my favorite track. There might be that for Nate, but for me, it's just kind of what's the moment. Like, there's going to be tracks that hit a little harder one listen and tracks that hit a little harder the next, but it's all just very consistent and very smooth. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great album. Um, it's, again, a style I love, and it's done super well. Um, so any any parts of the album stand out to you? I have one or two I'll mention later, but um, any parts, moments, um, instruments, what have you? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, just to give my kind of overall take is I've been noticing this with myself recently, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't know if now's the time to process this, but I might take a little bit of time here to process it. Process it. Do it. We all go to music for different reasons, which I think our motivation for going to music impacts our taste. So like, that's why like as teenagers, we loved heavy metal music because we had all these like emotions and we're just like filled with energy and chaos. And like that music, like matched how we felt and was kind of like, we were able to like experience those emotions and express them like through the music. Um, The older I get, the more boring my music taste is for me personally. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that in a bad way. I just said bad, like my Wisconsin friend would say bad there. (laughs) Um, But I like music that makes me feel at peace and that makes me feel kind of centered and like consistent, like everything's going to be all right. Everything's going well. Um, And that's why I gravitate to a record like this, because that's kind of exactly what you get. You get this really consistent, um, really great record where basically 
um, you're able to dive in, focus on something else or be driving or whatever and kind of get lost in it. Um, And I love records like that where it sounds good, but you're not even like fully paying attention and it's just kind of like washing over you. I use that like washing over phrase for certain records like this. And I I get that like a waterfall, maybe perhaps um, for the closing track. But basically, um, with this record, though, despite there being that, like, consistency, I would say there's definitely some, like, heavy hitters. So, like, I think Don't Fade Away is Mm -hmm. very driving for them. Uh, Anything is Anything has that powerful instrumental at the end. Tough Love is, like, wicked jump, wicked fast from the jump which is a great, um, comes at the perfect time for feels so high. Um, and so I just like love, um, I said this before to you, before we, uh, started recording, I just love the way the track listing works through those more consistent than upbeat and slower tracks. I think that does a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, sorry, did you have more? No. On that point? Okay. I wanted to just mention, I think, to me, the standout on this album is the guitars. I think the guitar work is really good on this. Um, how they layer guitars, it's very rarely just, like, one main part. There's always something happening in the background, whether it's just something ambient or small or just literally two lead parts happening at the same time. Um, maybe harmonized, maybe just two completely different parts. The guitars are amazing on this album. Sometimes it's heavier with distortion, but that, that, it almost never even actually gets distortion. But, like, some hit harder than others, but it's usually just, like, a really smooth-sounding guitar, kind of like a Coldplay-like yeah. electric guitar part. Um, I think, actually, to that point, Coldplay is always really good at writing these parts that aren't overly complicated, but you can kind of sing them or let them vibe. Like, they're they're an extra melody added. They're not just this, like, look-at-me type of guitar part. I feel like that's also their approach with, with guitars on this album. It's, it's always a singable part. You can hum to it. You can sing to it. And sometimes there are literally just background vocals layered doing the same melody part as the guitars. So um, I would say to me, some of the moments that stand out on the album tend to be electric guitar. That being said, the part that I need to dive into more is vocals. Mm. Or sorry, not even vocals, lyrics. Yeah. Specifically. I have no clue any of these lyrics. Yeah. Really. There's like a few that I catch, but it's how the vocals are actually produced that like, I don't know if it gives the vibe that, like, the lyrics don't matter, but, like, the vocals are that low, consistent vocal part, but there's just, there's reverb and delay on it, kind of the slapback delay enough that, like, it's just supposed to kind of blend in and be another instrument more than stand out and be this, like, oh, what's, what's this lyric about? What are they saying? So I couldn't tell you the first thing about any of the lyrics on this album, maybe you can, Nate, and if you can, um, 
feel free to mention that. But um, the part that stands out the most is the electric guitar. The part that stands out the least for me on this album is the lyrics. But I think that's an intentional move. So it's not actually a bad thing. It's just something to note. Yeah, I totally agree. I think for me, a few things is obviously I for our podcast, those who listen know I pay attention to lyrics a little bit more than Andrew. Not that I'm like a savant yeah, way more. with it. Um, and then yeah. I also listen to more. I would say stylistically, I listen to like a little bit more stuff like this than you do, where the the lyrics oh, are really? kind of hard to discern. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so for me, I feel like I get a decent amount of lyrics on this album and yet feel exactly the same way you do where Mm. I have to like look for them or like I'll catch a sentence in a song. Mm -hmm. Like I'll listen to the whole song and be like, Oh yeah, I heard that one line. Um, And for me lyrically with, I have not read a single lyric on this uh, yet. Just like from listening, it's a lot about like time and Mm -hmm. wasting time and our value of time and drugs and relationships and Mm. um just and i think that the drugs also impact the uh the vocal (laughs) the the vocal uh editing where it's meant to be a little hazy i would argue probably thematically and so um yeah i just i think it's a lot about like growing up and and processing that with like responsibility and all all those things it's a hodgepodge of ideas but a lot about growing up which i think we can all in our late 20s early 30s really connect to it's interesting i'll i'll interject as you're talking about growing up and maybe similar time even to the the band in Beach Fossils. But I think what's interesting is I get a lot of nostalgia from this, oh, not yeah. knowing the lyrics, but I get a lot of nostalgia. But what's really weird is it's like I wasn't listening to music like this when I was young. Like, like the style, maybe certain parts of it, like I mentioned Coldplay, and I've been a fan of theirs forever, but even early Coldplay didn't even have those guitar parts. I don't know. Like, this isn't actually the style that I grew up with, right? Like, this, to me, is a newer style over the last five, seven years that I've gotten into. But, like, yeah, I don't know how many years. But, yeah, like, this isn't actually nostalgic, but it's interesting that this style and the feel of the album do bring nostalgia with it. I think part of it is... And I don't know, sometimes I look at the album cover and I find it creepy. <laughs> and other times it just like feels like it'd be at your grandma's place and stuff. It's just that like I don't know, porcelain bunny. I don't yeah. Know, I don't know what, what to call it. But like um I don't know. Like literally sometimes I'll catch it like I had it on at work and, and I have a couple monitors at work. I just had like um iTunes zoomed down just to the to the album artwork. And occasionally I'd see it like peripherally and I'd be like kind of freaked out <laughs> by it. But when I actually look at it, it's like it feels warm and, and 
and nice. So yeah, there's the I think it's a good color. Thing. Yeah, I do too. But it is interesting that like so much nostalgia is coming through this album. Yeah. But I'm not. I shouldn't be getting the nostalgia from the music. Um, I don't know the lyrics, so I shouldn't get it there. But what you're mentioning is that some of the lyrics you're getting, it's actually in the lyrics. Oh, yeah. And it might be in the approach. So to me, that's one of those interesting things that I just wonder if that's just infused in this album. Well, and I, um, I think, too, Andrew, nostalgia. to build off what you're saying, and maybe this isn't the answer, but, like, these guys, like you said, they're making music that maybe you don't have a like a lifelong experience none of us do in that genre but i think they're drawing on a lot of the musical elements that we grew up with and just kind of combining them and shaping them in this new way but like i bet you there's certain like chords or certain like uh obviously production elements that are very intentionally meant to make this sound nostalgic. Yeah. Despite not having any like more current experience with a record like this. Yeah. 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 Um all right. Any other thoughts? I uh I love the track listing. I like I think it's like yeah. very like they know when to go up, they know when to go down, and then there's solid songs all the way through. Um, I actually didn't feel that way the whole time with this record. Like, I actually thought I had a hard time getting through this record my first time. Like, I probably didn't listen to the whole thing for probably like over a week or maybe not a week, maybe like a few days. Uh, I just like thought just like the setting sun was so boring Anything is anything was whatever. And then Dare Me was my least favorite of the singles. Feel So High was kind of wishy-washy. And so, like, I didn't get through it. And then once I finally got through it and started getting more familiar with the songs, I grew to really like the songs that were kind of boring me at first. Um, Which I think is, that's kind of the risk with music like this is... You're not going to like your, your jaw's not going to hit the floor the first time you listen. Mm-hmm. It's more, I think much more acquired taste, much more, oh, five listens in, I finally know what's going on. Not because it's too complicated, but because it's so simple that I'm like finally, finally noticing the little details or appreciating the melody or whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Do we have, want to do our, yeah. What, uh, what part of the album? I got to pick a song. Let me, let me guess. Uh, you know, what's funny, Andrew, I'm stuck between two on different sides of the record. So I'm also stuck between two on different. Okay. You know what? Let's then let's have two favorites. Just, yeah. For for the sake of this. And you know what? If either of them match up, then that is actually our united favorite track. Ooh, I like it. Okay. I like it. So if it doesn't, it just means there's four great tracks out of the eleven. And there's even more than that. But yeah, definitely. There is. Um, all right. 
what is okay. your favorite song on the first half of the record? Yeah. No guessing, I take it, because we're doing two. I mean, we can yeah. guess. Do you want to guess? I think we just go through it. Yeah, I'm fine just going through because I have no clue what to guess for you. Um, maybe I do, but um, so my first half is anything is anything. Okay, which is funny because you were like, yeah, just like the setting sun slow. Anything is anything boring, and you're going through. I was like, don't feeling. <laughs> I love that track now. I like that track, but I totally get what you're saying. I think I think it's actually. I was just listening a little bit. I think the guitar parts are the most Coldplay. Mm. Like, listen, it's like it feels Even the like intro really there. old. Yeah. yeah, like it is just really smooth. I love how it builds towards the end, um, and yeah, I I just think it's a it is a very smooth track. It is very full. Well, like it just sounds, and this whole album sounds really positive. Oh yeah, right. Like they're not really hitting minor chords a lot. It's just very like happy sounding and anything is anything to me is great. I also really like his vocal melody in this. I think it's um that da, 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 that part yeah. there. Like it's a slightly different melody than he uses on the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. At least to me it stands out a little bit amongst them. So um it's it's funny. It's my first half. The reason why I didn't love it at first is because of, and this makes perfect sense, the lyrics, mm-hmm. which you're not paying attention to. Nope. And for me, it's just like, and look, I appreciate, I like the song a lot now, but like anything is anything is like, can be such a stupid thing to say. Yeah. And it's not always a stupid thing to say. Sometimes it's a wonderful thing to say. And I think I've grown to appreciate the use more here. But at first I was just like, this is so lazy. This, this song, uh, the lyrics. Um, But I've grown to appreciate it now. And even when I was like, oh, I don't love these lyrics. Dude, the instrumental at the end kicks ass. I love the instrumental. Oh yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So for me, I think that's the longest instrumental. Yeah. Definitely. No, I I think that's the longest song. I, that's all I want. I can't confirm that, but I would yeah. put my money on that as well. I think it is. For me, it's actually Run to the Moon. Um, and I almost wish it wasn't on this record because I would love them. Yeah, I would love them to like do their next record with this sound more, get a little bit more so of that good. twang. But yeah. it's just so smooth. The acoustic combined with that bass and then the lyrics. He's so like, he's like, I don't give a shit, but I give a shit and I'm so freaking cool. Like that's the vibe you get. Mm -hmm. And the melody in the chorus is just out of this world. I just love the melody in the chorus. Um, so yeah, what about the second half, Andrew? What's your favorite song in the second yeah. half? But this is our chance to My, get our 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 favorite song between the two of us. All right. Uh, I was thinking of a unique way of doing this, but I'll just say uh, it's track nine seconds. I love that track. I think it's really good. It's 
the reason I was having a hard time with anything is anything versus seconds. And even some of these other ones on the second half is like, they kind of get loud. Like they're that, like the whole song has that really consistent drum groove and they're just kind of grooving the whole time. Um, anything is anything has that huge swell to it. So it feels like it, it brings a wider range of music, but seconds is just like really consistent the whole time. And I like the melody. I like the feel. Um, I, I don't know what it is. The, the ending instrumental for this is really cool too. Um, they actually do use some interesting chords, if I remember, in this song a little bit. Um, just maybe towards the end there. But, um, but yeah, I just feel like it's really smooth, really consistent, and I love it. So I take it we're not syncing. We are is not. Okay. Is, so we got four tracks. We think you should. It's tough. Play. What's yours? Because I'm love? choosing. T- yeah, tough love. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, after feel so high, which is just like this. I mean, it. You feel high listening to it. Tough love is just like such a good follow up where it's driving the. I need to like make sure it's. I think it's the bass. The bass line in it is so cool. Yeah. Um, and I do like the guitar opening guitar lead line too. But my favorite part again is the melody in the chorus. Um, he's just like hopping around in a in a really oh, that was an unintentional pun. He's hopping around <laughs> in, in such a like beautiful way. Um and for me it's probably the most nostalgic song on the record for me like yeah. in terms of a song i listened to and i brought back somewhere it's it's this one yeah. yeah well great choices i think it's kind of crazy that there's 11 tracks we chose a third of those tracks and no crossover yeah so uh so i think that's a great sign obviously I agree. just just that there's that many good tracks that we would be like, well, if we're even doubling the amount of favorite tracks we have, we still aren't going to cross over. Yeah. Um, and it, it just further gives idea or like weight to the, the idea that art is subjective and that everyone listens to things differently. So things that we love, other people might not love or vice versa, but I think that's a beauty in music. And I think there's a lot of beauty on this album. I love how positive uh, it feels. And um, yeah, definitely check it out if you haven't yet. Um, again, if you like this style, you're going to like this album. I can't guarantee it um, because legally I'm not allowed to anymore, but I can guarantee it. That got weird. So. Uh, I think for those who have listened to our podcast before, the closest record we've done to this is Past Life by Daywave. So yeah. if you got into Daywave at all, which actually it's funny, the last year, the when people reached out to us at the end of the year about their favorite records, multiple people yeah, were like, Daywave. oh, thank you so much for getting me onto Daywave. It's, it was my favorite or like one of my top three records of the year. Um, yep. And so those of you who love Daywave, um, I would give Beach, yes. Beach Fossils, let's call it a Beach Bunny. Beach fossils, a uh, a listen. Yeah, for sure. And we do thank you 
too, if you're one of the people who reached out on our socials. Uh, we thank you. We like talking to people there. If you want to find us on our socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LDLpod. You can also email us at listening at gmail.com. We would also appreciate if you would like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with friends, family, uh, enemies, if you think that they have good music taste, um, what have you, that, that goes a long way uh, to just further the podcast and, and uh, keep Nate finding those those gems, those diamonds. So, um, yeah, we thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. Does anyone need a boat? I know a guy.